Welcome, everybody. Welcome to PMP Weekly. It is episode 141. It is 1st of November 2021. And in the PMP Weekly, I always talk about the latest on the Microsoft 365 platform as a whole. Uh, so to be clear, we have a visitor like today, and we'll have Joel Rodriguez uh, from, well, he's actually independent contractor, but to, uh, working actively also with Storm Technologies. And then uh, we'll cover through the latest articles of the week from Microsoft and the community of raising those interesting ones uh, for discussion. Not that many news actually this week. So, well, Kind of a teaser news for Ignite, which is happening this week as well, depending on when you're watching this video or listening to the podcast. But other than that, it's it's been pretty silent. I guess everybody's busy. This is that time of the year that in the US you're kind of jumping, oh, we have a deadline. Deadline is in Thanksgiving because US deadlines are in Thanksgiving. And then in Europe, deadlines are always in the December timeframe, pretty much. So, yeah. Yeah, and I guess maybe it just, you know, there's one of these waves where I experience it basically the same way. Like, I have times where I am i don't have any room to breathe. I, I just have work. You know, yeah. like, you have work and nothing else fits. And then at some point, like, you ship things you need to do, and then then you're done to the point where it's like, hey, what am I going to do next? Because yeah. you were so busy that you didn't have time to even think, what will yeah. you do next? And then you ship, yeah. and you're like, ah, what is next? Yeah. So maybe we're just on top of this wave, you know, people are busy by coincidence or maybe yeah. like try, trying to get some more room before Ignite this week so that yeah. they will be able to watch, tune in and so forth. So maybe that is also an aspect. And there was GitHub event the other day too. So, you know, maybe people spend some time on that. So, I mean, there are so many, so many things going on that maybe it's just how, how you choose to allocate the little time outside your work you have available absolutely absolutely yeah so anyway let's actually do do this in a way and that let's actually jump again to first on the visitor so joel rodriguez uh he's a office developer mvp and we're going to have a talk about his career transition from uh portugal to uk and and some of the let's say uh, cultural differences on that as well good chance good discussion because we already did it so we already know (laughs) what's been discussed (laughs) but We'll be good. So let's jump on that interview and then uh, we'll go back on the articles after that. So welcome, Joel, uh, joining us on today. It is PMP Weekly episode 141. I needed to check from the title because I can't, just can't remember those things, um, which is actually pretty cool. Like Once again, it's, it's pretty cool to have this many episodes already created. And we are not even close to stop yet. Right, Valdek? No, we're not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, <I don't> <laughs> this time... <laughs> This time we have Joel Rodriguez joining us from uh, UK, um, and let's talk about his career and and let's say the past in a second. Um, well, what, what, I have no idea what I'm. Dad. Okay, so Joel, can you talk about who you are <laughs> and what uh, what are you doing for Yes, yeah, so my name is Joel Rodriguez. I'm Portuguese. Uh, that's how you pronounce it correctly. Just but. Doesn't that not that it matters because I moved to the UK eight years ago and no one does it. Uh, they will call me all sorts of things and I'll just move on. <laughs> you call me all sorts of things, dude. Well, yeah, bloke. yeah not, not that. <laughs> uh, so I do basically SharePoint development since 2009. Uh, that's all I did since I finished uni. Uh, actually, the same day I finished, I started as a SharePoint developer. <laughs> uh, 
So oh. I finished in the morning after lunch, I started working as a SharePoint developer, and that's been it since that then. Um, so that I was from a SharePoint university, right? No, just kidding, just kidding. Just <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be here if that, my background was that. <laughs> <laughs> um, <I was> joking. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, I, I worked with the SharePoint on-prem, and then SharePoint Online came in. Uh, I moved along. Uh, I was already in UK by then, uh, and now it's just extending a little bit into Office, uh, more teams, uh, but still focused mostly around SharePoint. Yeah, and it can be anything from front end with SPFX to back end, things like Azure Functions, yeah. whatever the solutions need. Yeah. Now, you, you just, just come back on that, you graduated from university in the UK, right? No, no, in Portugal. In Portugal, but then you moved to the UK at some point. Yeah, I worked in Portugal for around three and a half years. And I just thought, well, let's go for a change, look for a bigger market, trying to get more challenging projects and uh, end up landing here. <laughs> well, and the more, I guess, the most important thing, thing to ask, did it work? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I moved here already with a job, uh, start working straight away. Uh, then some years later, I start working. So I was working on the company where I'm based. Uh, then I start working for another company, which was far south two hours away, so I would go there maybe once every two weeks or something like that. Uh, so it was already remote. And then at some point, just an hour, two and a half years later or something like that, I ended up working for Storm Technology, which is based in Ireland. So I work fully remote now. I yeah. go there very rarely, and I don't go there since the pandemic started, actually. Uh, but I'm a dev, so it's fine mostly. <laughs> yeah, so so the situation isn't anything unique for you. Basically, it's it's almost the same as for me. And while well, like you were working remotely as well, whenever the the situation started. Yeah. So yeah, correct. But I mean, it's it's interesting, right? Because like I since so I was at the Microsoft Office well in the past, but not since I joined. To be honest, I don't even have a badge because <laughs> why? Like I, I could swipe the badge every day on my door here here at home, but that wouldn't make any sense, right? So no, I I totally um align with that. Yeah. I mean, but it, of course it, it is a initially it's probably at a relatively big change, but then when you get used to it, hey, it is what it is. Yeah. And and making sure that you have the right offices and ergonomics and everything else. And then like in Joel, your case, you've been working from home for years, so probably have invested on a proper Ergonomics and and chairs and all of that. Now, just out of curiosity, but is, uh, what's the uh, any any kind of huge cultural differences when you were moving from Portugal to UK? So, like, oh my God, I I didn't know that this is a case in UK. Where yes, where do I yes. start? <laughs> <laughs> the breakfast. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> it's a long yeah. list, but the one that made me uh, the biggest impact in, on me was on my first day. I was just focused on some things, trying to get my head around everything. And when I realized it was like quarter past five, and I looked at the office and it was pretty much empty. And I was like, what 
happened? And I turned to the closest guy and I asked him, where did everyone go? And he looked at me like, what do you mean? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's 5.15, where did everyone go? It's like, they went home. And they're like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> in Portugal, we have a culture of staying a bit longer. Yeah. Uh, it's not, it was not usual to just go to 5 p.m. and just leave and we'll probably try to finish whatever you're doing and then leave. Uh, it's, I guess that's one of the most things. And uh, in the UK, it's a lot more political, not in politics, but there's a lot more things going on around the season and all that, which I will easily live with <laughs> without. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting, Sven. I, I think it's I, I think it's actually kind of a similar thing in Scandinavia as well. So because there's at least there's a classic joke in Finland, which is like, oh, it's 4 p.m., bye bye, and then whatever you're doing, and it's it's just leaving. Of course, it's not necessarily the case in IT. Again, and depending on a company, depending on a person, it's not like 4 p.m. is like morning for me when I start working. But uh, because of the time zone switched. So anyway, so um, and now. Coming back on the, on the cultural thing again and, and the UK, just out of curiosity as well. So you've been out there for eight years, I think you said before we started recording, uh, which is actually pretty cool. Um, are you a citizen already or have you applied a citizen and how did the Brexit change anything? Was it a, have you been on your toes like, hey, are they, they going to throw me out here or is it is the situation cleared now? Uh, in theory, I have the same rights I had before Brexit because I was already here before. Uh, let's see if it stays like that. But no, I haven't applied to citizenship because at the moment, I don't think it would give me anything that I don't have now. Yeah, right. And the Brexit mm. really didn't change the situation too bad. So, but it, it's still kind of an unclear situation, isn't it? So, but yeah, everything is pretty <laughs> unclear. <laughs> yeah. Will you will have food for Christmas? It has, the, has the petrol shortage already sorted out? Just about a curiosity. Uh, they haven't the actually petrol, aired that in news anymore. Petrol seems like that, even though they're probably just trying to rationalize the drivers now. <laughs> and make <laughs> them use them for the high priority stuff. Uh, for Christmas, hopefully I don't, I'm not here. <laughs> oh, you'll be flying back to Portugal. I yeah. Hope. I can see my family finally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, makes sense. Makes perfect sense. So yeah, it's it's just yeah, it's been interesting to read the news in the UK. Just for those who are watching this, maybe later on, but that this was the time when they had the petrol shortage and and all of that stuff. And it's it's been pretty wild to see all of that stuff. So it's just something something to follow up. Now, Joel, you are also an MVP. Uh, your Office Developer MVP in the the Microsoft uh, what about what are the Microsoft valued professional? I think that, isn't that most valued professional? Yeah, Microsoft most valued Microsoft. professional. But wouldn't that then be me MM? Most, never. Mind. Your Microsoft most, most MVP. Valuable. Yeah, fair point. Most <laughs> valuable pro, pro, professional. Yeah. MMVP then. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just MSMVP. MSFT MVP. Yes, exactly. Pick now, your acronym. <laughs> so, one does, uh, can you talk about the bits? Uh, how did you get to be an MVP and why? Why Why, why is this a thing uh, for you? Um, or is it a thing for you? Is it something which you always wanted to be? Or, or what's your thoughts on that? Uh, so, I think it happened a bit more because I will start getting a 
involved in the community and contributing. And then I start blogging as well because I wanted to share more, even though I don't blog now for six months because I've been really struggling with time. Uh, but I think it was more a combination of many things. So the contributions, blogging, and also conference uh, sessions. Uh, and all together, I guess it just happened. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't ever really an objective. Uh, so I remember a long time ago uh, when I started contributing, I someone asked me the question like, "Oh, uh, are you aiming to be an MVP, or are you are you looking into that?" And I start. I never thought about that before, but someone on Twitter messaged me, and I start thinking like, "Oh, how?" Does that even work? I have I don't know anything about that. And then I spoke to one guy that used to be a SharePoint MVP at the time that worked with me, um, and he just told me, just don't think about it. It may happen or not. Don't ever yeah. think about it as an objective. And I just completely forgot about it. Uh, and I think it was the best thing he could ever tell me because now that I'm on the other side, that's definitely the best advice. Never ever set it as an objective. Because it doesn't even depend on even on how many things you do. It depends on a lot of things that, like, I don't think the criteria is actually public. So it may depend on other yeah. things yeah. that are not just the contributions. So I don't think it's really worth uh, looking at things that way. Just do it because you enjoy it and it may happen or not. But and that's the, I think that's the right way of approaching things and then creating a sustainable kind of a way of, of not just aiming to get it and then drop everything rather than just, okay, it's a, it's a working lifestyle of sharing. And typically that helps on getting the MVP. So helping others and, and sharing and blocking. And, and, um, and you've been actually pretty active on the, on the, uh, the BMP um, M365 and the platform community side of the house. Can you talk about a bit what, what you've been doing there that relates on the controls, right? Uh, recently, more re and you did some samples and all of that one in the past as well. Yeah, so just a little um, thing I wanted to mention also on the MVP thing. You always get the, com the community to recognize your contributions, and that is worth more, in my opinion, than the other one because. The community knowing you by your contributions, I think it's a good thing. And if you can just carry on doing it, you will end up building that trust with everyone around. Uh, on the contribution side, yes. Uh, so Ilio and Alex invited me to help on the PNP control side of things to help them maintain, yeah. even though I'm the last few weeks it's been really hard. And, I see the pull request piling up, and I just think, oh my god, <laughs> I, need, I need to do more. It's a positive problem, no right? Pressure, so, no pressure, no pressure. Yeah, it's, it's like trying to walk really slowly on um, escalator, <laughs> and it just keeps moving and moving, and you're not, yeah, you never yeah. move off your place uh, because the issues keep piling up, and you just bring them down the next day, they up again. Uh, but it's a good thing. It means that it means that it's active. Uh, so, yeah, recently I've been trying to focus all the time I have there uh, because we have 150 or around issues open at the moment. We have five or six PRs open, and we we just need to bring those numbers down whenever we can. Uh, in the past, I think I, my first contribution may have been well. 
there has been little ones before, but maybe on the samples side of the house, while I was doing things like proof of concepts for clients, or sometimes just uh, abstracting some things I did for clients into very simple solutions and sharing it. Uh, some bug fixes every now and then on other things. I think one I never contributed to was PNP PowerShell. I did raise things like issues or posted comments on the issues, but I never, I think, did a pull request. I may have done one, I think, which was wrong. It was like fixing a documentation <laughs> and the documentation was actually auto-generated. So it just got closed. <laughs> it doesn't uh, matter. A fix is a fix. A fix is a fix and contribution <laughs> is a contribution. So. Uh, but yeah, I think mostly done uh, on the client side, uh, PNPJS as well. A few minor things, I think, on generator. But yeah, yeah I, every time I use something on a project and I need to extend it, I try to always do it so I can just do a PR when I'm done with it. Just out of yeah, so and and that that comes back on. That comes sorry, that comes back on the the, the sharing is is mentality of course. But why are you doing this? Um, and I, we keep on asking this question oh, from all of the all of the. Uh, community and MVPs in the show as well, but because of course there's this why open source? one side of the some of the people are basically saying you're giving away for free. You're basically giving away for your your IP, your your time for other people to benefit for free. Why on earth would you do this? Uh, because in 2015 I went to my first conference, uh, technical conference in London, and you actually you two were there. And on the last day, you I saw a session <laughs> on the provisioning engine that you did there, a full day, uh, I think it was a full day uh, training day on the provisioning engine where I saw it for the first time. And that was mainly the main the big trigger for me. I was already slightly engaged with the community, but I didn't have anything like social profiles or anything. I was just on the background, like checking yeah. every week. I will see the recordings and videos, blogs, following blogs from all over the place. But then when I went to the conference and saw the provisioning engine for real, I was like, I need to get more involved with this. <laughs> this is the right thing to do. Like uh, everyone is building around it and uh, we are just working in silos on small yeah. teams. It doesn't make any sense. Everyone is building the same thing just on separate offices where we can just build the same thing and make it better. So why not do it? And then I realized I need to force myself into this mentality because that's just the right one. Yeah. It was yeah. not easy, so, but with time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah. there was exactly something on a desk, right? So how how did you experience your first PR? Like submitting your code in the open to someone else who's going to go through it, judge it, have have an opinion about in the open. How did you experience that? The first PR was a update to documentation of, I can't remember the name, it was a provisioning solution that I think Paolo built based on the PNP provisioning engine. So it partner, was a full something partner, ah, what was it? Partner pack, partner pack, yes, yes, I think it was partner pack, something like that, yes. Partner kids, partner, yeah. Yeah. partner, yeah. I tried to something. install yeah. it anyway. and I got stuck for two or three hours because I did a small, small mistake registering the app, something on the manifest, if I'm not wrong. So I did a PR just to add like a note on the documentation to say, be aware of this, 
I think it was the URL had to end with a slash or could not end with a slash, something like that. It took me hours to figure out what the hell was going <laughs> on. So I did the PR and I say, as soon as I pressed the button, I thought, this is really stupid. It's just like one little note, which I should, I should anyway, but I didn't. And I was like, yeah, but someone will be in the same situation as me for sure. It's like yeah. a very simple mistake to make. And I thought, and then it got approved. And I thought, oh, that's okay. <laughs> I can try this more times. <laughs> it was PMP partner pack. Yes, that's that's what it yeah. was. So yeah. So, but yeah. So I I I think that's actually quite often the a lot of people go through this. Well, this is so simple. Uh, why would I? So is it worthwhile for me to even submit that? But but that's the one thing. It's just like absolutely. It's every single comma matters. Every single contribution matters because that could be a critical piece for the next person, and then they can get past that, and then they yeah. will find another issue or whatever. And then it's all about building that knowledge together um, because then everybody wins rather than having massive competition because that doesn't benefit anybody. So. I'm not gonna yeah, tell and also another another thing is like exactly the experience you had, right? I mean, you ran something, it didn't work, you were stuck. You were stuck for hours, and it's exactly that, right? Because if if a tool or something is being built by folks who use it day in day out, they know the caveats. It's in their head, so by extent, they will never come across them, right? So for them, it's, yeah. it makes perfect sense. Like they aren't even aware of them because they know them. Yeah. But then someone new comes in and they don't know like every day there are new folks who start right doing stuff they come in they don't have the you know the intricacies caveats experience and they start and they stuck and that's the, the the first experience that they have right so actually being new puts you here in an advantage that you can help folks like you folks who start even more because you have this fresh eyes you look at it it's like hey this isn't clear. This isn't right. Like you asked me to put, a to how do I get a to like, what is a token? Where, Where do, do I, I get, get the it token? From? Exactly. Exactly. And there are folks who know like the token. Yeah, but there are like for one, for every one person that knows, there's nine who don't, yeah. right? And having these fresh eyes is actually a benefit here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, now that you're wondering, the BNP partner account is watching that. That was an interesting idea as well. But hey, now it has been archived already. So uh, we, we need to clean up some of the historical things as well. So <laughs> that's one of the challenges. Revive of the, the partner pack. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> no. so coming back on what <laughs> you're doing, for example, in the controls, it's, it's one of those interesting challenges that, that when you start building the open source uh, initiatives and project and everything else, you're just hoping that somebody will catch it. And then all of a sudden, when somebody starts using that and it catches on usage, then the issue list goes down, then the pull request goes down. And it's an interesting positive challenge, which is like, well, I'd, how do I deal with this now because now it's really catching. So, any um, how how are you actually dealing with that mentality? How how are you balancing out? Uh, let's say, oh my God, the stress on there, but then you have the daytime the daytime work. Uh, is there a, a conflict of interest somewhere in there, or is it just hey, we're hobbies? And anyway, in UK, everybody goes home at five pm, so there's plenty of time. Uh, so yeah, it's a bit challenging because I. I work for Storm as a contractor, so and I also have other clients outside, which I often work, well, not whenever I have work, work on later in the night or sometimes weekends. Uh, so the demand for my time is a bit high. 
Yeah. And I generally do the work on the controls when I just go to that stage where, no, that's enough for the week. I won't do any more work, <laughs> even though sometimes it's there waiting for me. It's like, no, that's real. I have to wait next week and I will just do anything completely outside of stress. So for me, it's yeah. actually completely st- stress-free. Uh, unless I accept the PR, which I didn't test properly, and then I find a way. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go, just go. Well, then you send a send a PR and you fix it. Yeah, it's, you that's the way it was. Like you yeah. know what you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. or but, don't, or you just patch it. Yeah, but I then immediately switch into that. What if someone installs the beta straight away? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just happened yeah. to install the beta version straight away, so I just try to fix it straight away. Uh, but other than that, yeah, that's like my place where it doesn't really stress me at all uh, i do it on my own time on my own speed uh whenever i can so uh and i think most people understand that they don't submit a pr and then they just go there oh can you just do it uh, just approve this or when are we going to fix this or that we sometimes get yeah. those comments we need to remind people that Everything is done outside of hours for free, yes. uh, and they need to yeah. be patient, or they can get more involved and actually help, which we would really appreciate. <laughs> Instead of complaining, oh, when are this, when is this issue going to be resolved? We will love if you submit a PR and help us solve it. And we won't judge you by the quality of your code as well. So that that is not a thing where you don't sit in the background and say, oh, have you seen this PR? It looks so crap. That doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> we really appreciate that. Every control has a complete different code style or similar, but uh, only so unique because it was done by a different person and they just code differently. And you can do the things on your way. You, of course, try to align as much as we can with what is there, but no one will judge you if you think you do things differently. Coming back on the, the, the let's say, the tr- stress-free thing, I think, well, like you've been talking about that quite a lot, that it's a, it's the CLI for Microsoft 365 was just a, you have your work and then you have your actual thing and then, hey, I want to do something stress-free. It's just a, a see how things can be actually generated. Well, is it stress-free yeah, for you? That, no, it's <laughs> not. <laughs> of course it isn't, right? Because at some point you create expectations that is there, right? That it works. Sure. And it and it comes, it is exactly this, as you said, this um, battle in a way for the balance. On one hand, you create something and you're like, when will people pick it up? And then nobody, nobody cares. No one picks it up. And then people do. And it's like, oh, crap, people picked it up. And now you need to do stuff, right? So it's kind of this too, like, be careful what you, you wish for. And I guess there is big advantage that start thinking about the scale from day one. Like even if it's just a start, just grab someone else so that it's never just you. Have someone else because that person, like if you're ill, away, busy, whatever, there's always someone else. And the odds that two people are away at the same time. Or offer somebody else help. That's a good way of approaching as well. So like like Joel has been done with the controls. So you were actively yeah, contributing. Yeah, exactly. So is the other is the other exactly. is the other side. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, but but I wouldn't like I I don't fully experience that as stress stress free because like at the end of the, of the day you might call like whether it's it's stress or not like that depends on how you perceive it and experience that. But there is expectation that I experience like that that thing works because it's being used by folks and they use it in production and they 
And sure, it's like, yeah, but it's open source, it's this, and that's like, yes. And yet, we chose to create it, ship it, maintain it, and that comes with, it should work. And sure, like, there's always options of, well, if this version doesn't work, if you're stuck, there is a bug, go version back. Like, there's always options, but it's not a thing where I would say, you know what, I don't care. Sure. No, can of I, course. I, I think about it at times, and there's like it goes through your mind, and there's PRs, and like yeah, like because even you say we accept PRs. Well, there you go. Then you will have 20 PRs, and now what, right? And you also <laughs> want to give it back to these folks because they spend their time sure. doing something, and now you want to give it back and accept it and acknowledge them. And as you said, like you don't just want to merge everything because conflicts, reasons, maybe it's misaligned, maybe it doesn't fit, maybe there are bugs. At the end of the day, it's also an important thing to experience that there is a group of folks who will help and they submit a PR and leave. And you who maintain the tool are left to maintain it until the end of days or until you're, as long as you're on project, right? So even even that is also an interesting thing. Exactly, Joel, as you say, like how do you deal with different code style? Because maybe somebody codes differently, but they will submit the PR and then leave, and then you're stuck with that. You need to maintain the different code styles across the the project. So yeah. is it a good thing or bad? Like how much leeway do you give, and where is the balance between trying to align that across the board to make it easier for yourself and your team, or make it really easy for the folks who do a PR? So there's yeah. not so it's not an a trivial game. It's it's a really interesting dynamic and experience to be a part of open source. For sure, for sure. And, and I I'm gonna raise the classic example of BMPJS, which I think those people who are implementing stuff with client side web parts on SPFX for SharePoint Online, they know about the BMPJS nowadays, and and it's grown to be de facto way pretty much of hitting the APIs because it's the easiest way to do that. But back in like Four years ago, well, we actually started, Patrick started creating that before we went public with SPFX because we knew that that's coming and, and we, we had an interesting discussion at the time. Um, so SPFX is going to be announced in May back in 2016 and he started creating that in January because we knew that what's going to be announced. Um, but it's it took like two to three years until it broke the 10 billion requests in a month. Uh, we are adding a header in the, the, the what is it called? The, uh, header, the request, header entry on the, request. the requests. Uh, so we're able to then detect without understanding who's using and how it's being used, but we're able to measure the usage. So using that header, we're able to then see that is it hitting what kind of ratio and how, how is it actually being used? But it took like years to get to the 1 billion. And then he was always comparing that to the BMP site score and the BMP PowerShell. And why is why isn't that why is BMP JS not being used? And all of a sudden it started to be used. And then it well, it CLI we're not even there, not, not even near a billion, not to mention a million even so. Yeah. Yeah. BMP JS is in yeah. I think still it's waiting there, still waiting for it to pick up. I need to actually double check. <laughs> Can look at is, it as you are making people that were traditionally using a PowerShell to turn into CLI as well. I'm a good example of that. I looked at it and think, and initially thought, that's a good initiative, but probably not for me. I don't need it. And then you start offering other tools like uh, the project upgrade. And I was like, I really need this tool now. <laughs> it's not even competing anymore because it's just offering different things that I don't get from, for example, PNP PowerShell. And I end up using it as well for other things. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a matter of preference. Somebody might actually always ask that that's a classic discussion. Why is Microsoft providing this many different tools and services and products which this are competing not between each other? This is not Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> Why isn't Microsoft providing CLI for Microsoft 365? I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't know. Because, now, because we cannot that. do everything. Because we, we cannot um, do everything. As we are the three of us in this call, uh, right? So, um, but it's it's actually we've been talking about this one as well, like actually quite a few times as well, and some of the other. Well, we have an audience. That's how you know that, right? You know, there's an audience. Like we're. <laughs> It's just three so, of us in a call. But it's, no, there's like people listening to this. So, um, <laughs> but it's there's there's let's say that there's always a differences between is it a Microsoft owned or is it not Microsoft owned and is it community owned or is it not Microsoft uh, community owned and and actually the community owned projects if they're widely being used and there's a large enough group of people who are maintaining them, they have more let's say, future-proven options than necessarily the corporate-owned open source. Because corporate-owned open source, well, if it's MIT license, it could be relocated somewhere else. But it's, it's one of those things where quite often they have much stricter rules and they have a much stricter processes. And then all of a sudden that team is being relocated to somewhere else. Who's going to take over it? Uh, when it's community-owned well, is... tooling, it's different. It, of course, the ultimate goal would be combining both of these as a the right combination, but I think it's it's a matter of learning those practices and, and adapting the right ways of doing working. So, yeah, I think at the end of the day, especially if you look at the from um, point of view from folks who want to use a tool or an SDK, like at the end of the day, I would say they would care less whether that's community maintained or Microsoft maintained or whoever, as long as it's reliable and works. And sure, you could make works. a point that that community things are more reliable because they're less dependent on the internal. Object. Maybe, maybe not. But I guess, like, I think you could, like, whatever argument you bring, you could always take it two ways, right? Because you could yep. say, well, if it, if it isn't anyone's job, well, what about the SLA? Well, it's the best effort best whenever effort. somebody yeah. has has time. If the community and by the way, decided the best to go could be an and go away, awesome, awesome supportability because best effort could mean it's always support and there's massive amount of people helping like that because hey, best effort doesn't say that it's bad or it's good, but it's still yeah. it's different than having a yeah, exactly official support. So whatever official yeah. support actually means nowadays, because well, an an SLA. Yeah. that you can expect to have a response by X amount of time and there yep. is somebody who's who's being basically yeah. tasked to do it. Which is interesting as well. How many open source projects in general has a public SLA? I don't think I don't think anyone, any. Yeah. Or, that's what I think. Or, or, yeah. Well, I mean I mean there would be there would be an issue. I don't know of any. Yeah. Yeah. Because you well, anyway, that's an interesting philosophical discussion. So <laughs> maybe it's 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 better not to deep dive there too much. Now, Joel, uh, as we're running out of pretty much, uh, not well, running out of time, but still we're trying to keep this as short as possible as well, but not too short, of course. And so we've been getting some feedback as we keep on babbling, babbling, just babbling. Just on time, just, yes. just right. But uh, anything interesting just on your day-to-day -day work, what are you actually working nowadays? And anything interesting you can talk about? Is it, um, is it Teams? Is it SPFX? Is it Viva? Is it, uh, what kind of things are you actually Everything. Doing? Yes. Uh, the last few months has been more Azure Functions, actually, background 
processes that just interact with mostly SharePoint and uh, Teams. Is it uh, governance teams, then? So automating yeah, things or? When, when was like a governance app that uh, it's basically uh, an application that is based on the PNP provisioning engine uh, and the SharePoint site with a list to capture requests and the backend, which is just an Azure function uh, yep. to process everything. Uh, again, the PNP provisioning, you can <laughs> say anything else. <laughs> uh, other than that, it's been SPFX, although I don't touch it for, no, actually I did last week, but I was not touching it for like two months and I was really missing it already. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that's just mostly web parts, extensions. I haven't done much with uh, Viva other than uh, one or two POCs. Yeah. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, it's SPFX. There's not yeah. that much different, exactly. to it, which is a, a, an advantage. So yeah. good job on that. Yeah. Uh, Do not introduce always a new model. Piggyback on existing one and voila, all of your existing developers are already up to date. So it works, don't break it. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, that's mainly it. Uh, a lot of Azure functions recently, uh, a lot of around authentication as well. So pattern we have seen was for a lot of clients was applications they had for years, uh, which were not even secure which eventually led me to even do some sessions around authentication from PNP PowerShell and end up building a base solution for a function where I can just in 15 minutes spin up a new function project <laughs> with everything in place, authentication, uh, even already PNP PowerShell built into it and connecting to SharePoint using certificates and all that. Yeah. So eventually end up growing that. I will see if I can I'll move that into the community side of the house. I don't know if I will be able to because I kind of see that as a, an advantage uh, for against competitions because I can yep. just get a, a function up and running in 15 minutes. So <laughs> I may get uh, denial there, uh, but let's see. I will try. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's mainly it. Later on that one, actually, that's, that, that is a good example of a so-called blueprints, which we definitely need to start looking more in the future, basically. So we do have a lot of samples. We have like overwhelming amount of samples. We, we're, and this, I, if I remember correctly, it's a start of curiosity. Uh, one second. Uh, if I check out the queue in the web parts, I think I can see, well, I think 42. there was 25, 25 which were processed during the weekend or, or pretty soon. It's just amazing amount of samples which we are getting, which is absolutely awesome because those are super helpful to get started. But then there's always the down the, the underside of the discussion, which is, okay, how do I do officially this thing? Do we have a blueprint, a real documented model how to achieve certain things rather than just samples? And that's potential direction where we will be investing in the future related on Viva and SharePoint and Teams and all of that. So I'm going to be introduced those. But at the same time, those are pretty hard because there's so many models, so many patterns, so many things. So how do we decide opinions, which are the ones? Egos. And opinions, yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Preferences and yeah, exactly. Well, and I guess you could you could even make a point, right, that at some point someone's opinion 
is a USB, right? Like that is how you separate your, yourself from others because you have an opinion, you have opinionated way of doing things and that is based on your experience and knowledge. And that is, and there is no, like at some point you will get to the point where one isn't better than other. Right. And maybe at some point that opinion that is saying, no, no, we're doing things that way because X, Y, and Z. And that is the benefit you get with us. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. I think that's that's pretty much it for now. So, Jan Chol, uh, now I'm doing the UK style, American style pronunciation of your name. Um, but uh, thank, thank you for joining us. Really good friend. discussion. <laughs> Nothing wrong with French. What's wrong with French? Of course not. Hello, French audience. Don't. <laughs> no, it's okay. Just, you never people. You Dutch people. You're always like that. Never mind. Um, <laughs> I didn't say anything. Joel is in French. Joel is in French. There you go. I think it's pronounced very similar. Or or is it? Okay. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, well, we're, we're who else cut. can we insult? Which which country can we still? <laughs> so, but thank you, Joel, for joining us. Really good discussion and to understand your career and also the transition from Portugal to UK. It's actually really interesting uh, and and actually knowing that it's okay. <laughs> the Brexit post Brexit world in UK seems to be working. It's still okay. So it hasn't been completely chaotic. <laughs> Depends. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for joining. And and after this, we'll jump uh, then together with Waldeck on the articles for those who are watching the, the video and, and listening to the podcast. But thank you, Joel. We'll be definitely in touch. Thank you. Thank you Cheers. for having me. Bye. 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 And uh, to have more and more people who are passionate about helping others. And that, I think it was a really interesting discussion related on where is that coming from? Why why are you doing that? Because we still keep on having those questions. Um, but more and more, actually, it's, it's cool to see that more and more people are contributing and finding our community channels and then contributing on the new samples. Um, just before we started recording this one, we were checking the, the community call agendas for a SharePoint framework call as an example, where we covered the Microsoft Viva as well. And we are booking already in February next year, which is actually pretty wild. It's just- uh, Yeah, so we are already four months ahead or three, three months, yeah, yeah, three and a half yes. months, of, yeah. Yeah, now, there are free spots, for example, cool. 13th of December, because that's the holiday season, but but still it's... So if you're watching this show before December 13, 2021, and there's something you would like to show related to SharePoint framework development, client-side development on M365. Viva Connections, Viva Connection. Access, Viva Connections, there you go. Let us know. We can get, get you a spot. Yes. That's a good advertisement. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> let's actually jump on the on the articles of this week. So first of all, uh, it's the end of, or it was the end of the October. So there's always the the monthly summaries then from the Microsoft Teams and 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 the ODSP V Yammer whatever. That we'll we'll cover that name pretty soon. It was actually a pretty long list of things, but Microsoft Teams has its own uh, summary as well. So what's new in Microsoft Teams? And there's a few things to actually call out in here. First of all, uh, all new whiteboard in Microsoft Teams, and whiteboard is is something which is really kind of a designed to enhance the meeting experience. So building stuff together and actively working on things together in the meeting. And it's actually pretty cool. It is an awesome example of a really cool meeting application uh, where you can then collaborate live together. So really, really cool stuff. 
Now, uh, live transcripts and schedule meeting using Meet Now and channel meetings, that's really cool as well. Uh, we took a screenshot out of our uh, transcript and we'll put it in the blog post. There was some, and some funny stuff what the, what the, <laughs> it was transcript and was taken from Finglish, uh, at least. So. Well, but then the interesting thing, right, like this, the one thing that, that everybody will miss is what was actually said, because people will that's see true. what was captured but what was actually said like what led to this so <laughs> it's teaser so i think that's good <laughs> yes um and then a lot of additional features capabilities some of this have been already uh, mentioned uh, in the previous uh, blog post as well but presentation mode is coming out i think this is really really cool as well because it, it really makes it easier to do professional look and look style presentations um, yeah. so you don't have to use obs or any other professional uh, broadcasting engine you can just use powerpoint which is really really cool um Jax, which some people who are listening or watching this might know, Jax actually moved to different organization, and this organization is working on exactly on this thing. So, which is really cool. Really cool. All the best for Jax as well. Now, and a lot of other stuff on the devices, capabilities, features, management, all of that stuff. So, a lot of, lot of every single month there's something new, uh, which is really, really cool. Think about, by the way, the the release um, notes which we would have we would if we would release those products once every three years. Like we did in the past, so the amount we would of stuff. To ship a book. We would have <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, basically the same way. You know, I don't know if you recall that in '97, 2000, when there was new version of Office, like it would have yeah. thousands yes. of functions and options, and like yeah. it was really the time when we would get these really like phone book thick books yes. that would explain yes. everything in depth, and which you basically had to memorize read in order to master and then it. And specialist, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, that's basically the same, just then cut in pieces, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, which one is better? Well, I think getting the features out faster is, yeah, it's different. Yeah. Anyway. So then there's a blog post related on preview of feedback of, for Microsoft Teams now available. So preview of feedback for Microsoft Teams now available. I'm trying to pause preview of Feedback for Microsoft Teams now available. Now it's actually the right way of saying that. So basically, the the up the new user voice, so where people can actually provide input and feedback and votes related on what they need to have, uh, is available for Microsoft Teams. I know that every single organization is setting up now the new uh, new ways of getting this feedback in. I, I guess we'll have a similar thing for OneDrive, SharePoint, Viva, relatively soon as well. So that should be coming up. I don't know actually. So, but it should be coming up, hopefully, <laughs> at least. Well, um, I can imagine laugh. people will expect people will expect something, a yeah, place where they can absolutely. share their feedback. We want to have a place where we can collaborate and on ideas and, and collect that feedback in because that's crucial. Uh, every single product that we do is based on the input from the customers. We shouldn't yeah. be building something which nobody needs. So we need to build something whatever, what people want to use. So or we should be focusing on building that. Now, that's not always the case. No, never mind. Um, so, how the Microsoft 365 app compliance program help in a, enable secure Teams app ecosystem? So, there's the Microsoft 365 app compliance program, which is all about getting your application certified or more detailed analyzed. Uh, it will basically validate the company details, uh, security details, the privacy details and all of that stuff in a much more detailed way. Um, so there's a structural way of doing that. And those applications are then being marked uh, as a with a higher, let's say, certification. Uh, and those are being then exposed uh, in the UX as a 
higher certified or higher valued and more detailed analyzed as they're available in the store. So really good stuff as well, because then quite often customers are considering that, okay, I will allow only those solutions which have that option enabled and but not necessarily those which are not uh, Microsoft certified. Of course, the baseline validation in the store is double checking the, the baseline, and this is already additional security layer on the, and the certification on top of it. And by the way, if you're a partner, right now at least this is free. So there's a sure it's you need to allocate time to do that, but it's not something which you need to pay for. So it's it's actually Microsoft is providing resources and helping on the process, which is really really cool. I'm watching your face while deck. It's still a free. Yeah, I think right? I think there is a part. So there, I think there are different <laughs> levels in which you can be attested, and one of them requires a third-party review of your app, and oh, that costs money. Yes, that will cost money. That is true. Yes, absolutely. But something to check into for sure. So definitely huge. Then we had a new Microsoft Teams features to improve call and meeting uh, quality. So basically, new options, for example, noise suppression uh, available in the in the call data. So in the devices, and this basically means what it means is that as I'm talking to my microphone in here, between that moving to your ear, Waldek, uh, there's going to be more noise re removal real time, which is actually pretty wild when I think of it. Oh. I'm waiting. I'm waiting still, like with all this tech, babblefish. You know, like how long is it going to take before you can talk to me in Finnish and no. I will hear you in English or in it, Dutch it's and the other way already, around? Then that is available. So well, I was just having a uh, In I think it's actually in Teams. Yes. So uh, there was a there was a discussion what? with that that and uh, David last week. Tetsuan speaking uh, Japanese and David speaking English. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually that is, pretty that cool. is really cool. I haven't really experienced that. I I never had an excuse, so that yeah. would be actually interesting to hear. Like, how does that sound? That's true. That is so true. So that's we need to test it I out. Didn't know. Anyway, concentrating yeah, on articles. Totally. Should we test it out right now? No, <laughs> just kidding. Um, so then the the ignite is coming this week, depending of course when you're listening to the podcast or watching the video. But a lot of stuff happening in the Microsoft Ignite fall. Uh, it is uh, starting on Tuesday, closing on Thursday. Uh, there's quite a interesting set of sessions coming up on the Teams side, covering the latest on the Teams and what's happening there, and as to expert sessions as well. And then uh, in the same way as in the Teams side, there's a, a sessions in the SharePoint OneDrive, Viva List, Syntax Stream, and Visio and more. So that's a pretty interesting organization name, if that would be the case. But a lot of stuff happening and a lot of announcement. There's a the first of all, there's a of course Satya's keynote uh, is the primary keynote. Just to call out that one as well. On second of November, we will have a a the platform community call, but we'll actually have live watching Satya's keynote together, so we can comment on the on the call, uh, what I was saying and is it cool and and all of that stuff. So if you are if you want to have a watch on the keynote and you want to have live comments from others who are watching the keynote, that's a great way of actually having that. So to join the call, uh, no other program in that call as well. Um, and then there's a uh, cool keynote, where is it? So from Jeff Deeper, uh, yeah. where we have a lot of yeah. people actually joining. So it's this Lincoln, Ian, uh, Ian Todd, Nam Manipeni, Navyot, Kathy in and uh, Yina. That's a 30-minute session, which is it's packed full of new demos and announcements. And what I've been is something, some demos which have been prepared people in this call. <laughs> Hopefully they will work. I guess, but it's recorded one, so I guess it went well. So, <laughs> yeah, just kidding. 
Uh, and then uh, we're spilling the beans. We're spilling the beans. That's what happens. Um, and then uh, the one thing, which you're, if you're interested uh, on the Viva uh, connection extensibility, again, this is on second of second of uh, November. So on the day as this podcast and video blog is getting released, and there's a no, the one day before uh, is to getting started with Microsoft Viva connection extensibility. So that's on uh, 75 minutes uh, on November 3rd. So really cool stuff as well. A lot of other stuff as well. A lot of on-demand sessions and. Cool stuff. Now, uh, then we had the tune in. one. Sorry. Tune in. Tune in. Yes. What's the key night? Key night is cool. Good. Uh, SharePoint roadmap uh, pit stop October pit stop October 2021. Um, let's start with the mighty. <laughs> We're in Hollywood. Halloween. <laughs> Yes, it's all about you know like getting the spirits set correctly, set correctly yeah. for the uh, the yes. mood for but now. The, it's already uh, November, it's, so this kind of a uh, last month's news, right? So that's just kidding. Yes. So uh, so anyway, so Cathy Du uh, has has a discussion with Mark uh, in the uh, intro zone, uh, which is basically the series around the, the the latest in the ODSB and and Teams and Viva and Yammer and all of that stuff. So good stuff from Mark and and uh, Chris on that. And Cathy is the owner of the hub, for example, the hub of hubs, so hub associations. So they talk about that one. She did recently do a really cool community demo on that as well and explaining what are the options there because the hub of hubs gives you the opportunities then creating information architecture um, a bit more broadly information architecture and then a lot of a lot of additional uh, announcements from the sharepoint side as well term store as well and adjustments around the images and this is actually kind of interesting so you can edit the images directly in sharepoint and one tribe including the web browser by the way so as we have seen the, the Google moving away from the uh, photo free photo business, uh, now then there's investments in here as well. It's kind of interesting to see the, the, the competition and direction, but it's great to have all of these features available for sure. So pretty cool stuff. I guess it's also interesting part, right? Because like f these are pretty simple things that you might want to do directly when you create a page. In right? the so you device, add image yeah, exactly. and you want to, exactly. So it's not very advanced things you would do with high-end products. You just yeah. want to do simple yeah. things. Yeah. So you should be able to do them directly in context of, of your work. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Makes perfect sense. A lot of other stuff as well. So a lot of, a lot of cool stuff uh, and new features available. And there's a bonus tree, Halloween 2021 and TV entertainment suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> so Had if you have out. spare time and you like to watch stuff, check out this post. Absolutely. Now, uh, then Rabia Williams, uh, who's a IM365 cloud advocate uh, from Valdex team. Uh, uh, that's the right way of saying that, right? He's on the same team. Uh, so he's my colleague, yes. Yeah, exactly. So learn how to extend Microsoft Viva connection. Uh, so basically those extensibility options. And there's a new learning uh, path for Viva connections available. It's I think it was one and a half hours and like 90 minutes or so. All were all. It depends how fast you're, you're yeah, reading. Yeah, that's types. kind of the high level <laughs> estimate with exercises yes. and all of that. And really good good work uh, on this one, by the way, Waldeck. So Waldeck has created the learning Thank path, you. and then Robbie created the video, promotional video, and a blog post related on that. So really, really cool stuff for sure. So thank you for that. 
Then there's a uh, all data property changes in the Microsoft 365 Usage Report API in Microsoft Graph. Uh, so these APIs are still in beta. So this is completely fine. Uh, beta APIs can be adjusted here and there because they're kind of a plan to get into GA, so version one endpoint of the graph. So some adjustments in there, not going to deep dive on what they are because you can have a look on that from the notes as well. Now, uh, Tom had a, a really cool blog post related on uh, the event that the developers can now charge money from the Microsoft Teams app in the App Store. So basically, this is the relatively new announcement where uh, you can actually have the buy a subscription option available for your application directly in the App Store, uh, rather than being redirected to your web UI and then containing that acquisition process. And then you can order uh, and provide the set of orders available at that blog post. Unfortunately, isn't well, image isn't visible here, but Tom Rogan is, is, is he's writing a lot of like really good clarification, what things mean and what does it actually, what are the options and improvements in the teams for that. So, and in general, good blog to follow as well. Uh, Liam Cleary had a managing Microsoft Teams using Microsoft Graph PowerShell, so learning from that one again. So starting off of using the Graph uh, PowerShell, what is it? Microsoft Graph PowerShell SDK. What are the scopes? Uh, how to grant the scopes? Yes, I passed the test. Uh, and then what are the operations we can actually do there? How do we do those operations? So really, really good, good stuff as well. And then uh, Sergey Sergev has a SPFX fast serve with SPFX 1.13 support. So SPF SharePoint Framework 1.13, which is for Microsoft Viva, Microsoft Teams, and SharePoint, uh, uh, was released two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, last two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yes. Um, and uh, the SPFX fast serve is, is a kind of an add-on capability. Uh, it simplifies development. And something that was really cool here, he has implemented a new NT Rock serve plugin. So basic idea here is that if you are implementing Viva connection mobile experiences, you can actually do debugging and testing with your mobile phones from the local host. And that's actually really, really cool. So we kind of take advantage yeah. of NT Rock um, to do, do the request from here to your local DevBox. So it's that's actually without really, having really cool. a, a proxy on your phone or anything else, yeah. emulator. So you can directly exactly. test it from your phone against the local locally debuggable code on your machine. Yeah, a really good stop on uh, on that one. I added some notes uh, also for our internal uh, engineering team that hey, maybe <laughs> we should have a look on this. How so, about that? Yeah. How about uh, thank you for pushing and and that's one of the things which is super great about this community is that we're pushing all of these ideas what we're seeing then we can adapt also in the product because it's not that everything should be given from Microsoft it's also that community gives an ideas back so really really cool thank you Sergey on that one and then Waterman had a cool cool blog post related on working with MSAL and the multiple Azure AD accounts in a React single page application a lot of MSAL SBA, but it's a good title, but it you mean yeah. MSAL in AD with a spa? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But technically going through the different option and how to do that and, and how to make things happen. Uh Vartiman works for Valo Solutions and, and they're evaluating different options in here. And it's it's great that we're seeing then those day-to-day -day work being surfaced as a blog post on, on other people to benefit as well. So really cool stuff as well. So thank you, Vartaman, on that. I'm going to stop presentation. So what's going to happen this week, Waldek? Ignite. 
ignite, 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 ignite. Getting ready for the live yeah. sessions. So don't mess yeah, it up. Yeah, exactly. So on Wednesday, on Wednesday, we're presenting live. It's not pre-recorded. We are presenting live about extending Viva connections. Um, so that is one. Um, other why is than it that, actually us? As, why is it you? What are you? Why is it me? Well, you created the learning path, so. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. So I spent some time I'm working on the learning path, and why you? Well, I'm one of the PMs in the SharePoint framework uh, engineering, so responsible of uh, making sure that 1.13 works. And if the Viva experiences don't work, I'm the person to blame. So it's okay. There you go, right? And so of it's course, a, few so others, it, so. Yeah, so in other words, like there's for everybody, who want to or who want to know more about it? Who have things to ask? It's a perfect place and time to join us live, yeah. and ask stuff. Like you will have the the unique chance to see Sivesa code live. He will really do that live. Like we didn't record anything, so there yes, will be typos, mistakes, like him trying to find the right keys on his coding nowadays. So. <laughs> yes. On his key without 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 signs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean uh, oh, you mean this one, which doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's where's the special yeah. character? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> where's the accolade, right? Um, yeah. So there will be a cool thing for everybody to join and to ask things live, interact with us. Um, they'll be on Wednesday, November the third. Yep. Um, other than that, business as usual, working on CLI, we have quite a few uh, PRs to go through, so there's re re really cool. Um, and I guess other than that, planning a few things, a few in internal things that we're thinking about. What can we do? How can we help? So we're bouncing some ideas around that. More to come yep. soon. Yeah. And Pretty much same for me, of course. The ignite, 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 and then running the normal day-to-day -day business. Now it's actually it's personal. It feels like 1.13 is now out. We can actually finally start now looking around. Okay, so now some time to breathe and then focus on the on the impactful stuff as well. So not just running and shipping and running and shipping. And and now we can focus on improving. So helping on with the videos, helping with samples and impactful samples and all of that stuff. So should be really good. But I guess that's it then. So thank you everybody for listening or watching, depending on your preferred format. And we'll be back within a week before on Wednesday. Still, though, we will we will be back on Wednesday. That is true. Wednesday this week. Live join the 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 ignite. It's free again. Live session. I will be coding. I will be writing some code. Luckily, it's yeah, code. You, you don't which, get to see that often. Well, they has written the code already, but I'm just kind of like using that code. Um, but still, it's coming from my computer. Uh, and then, so it's uh, actually even worse, right? Because now we will, it, it will actually be a double thing, right? It will be my code, you coding my samples. So yes, double exactly. check. Did yes. I did I write something that works? Yes. And can you code following exactly. my instructions? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> A lot That'll of challenge cool. for Wednesday. And now uh, during the week as well, please remember PMP hashtag, PMP weekly hashtag. Uh, so from marking any of the articles or just adding a comment on your uh, uh, primary uh, tweet or something. So we will follow up and we'll find your awesome content because that's always a challenge for us as well, finding uh, all of the awesome blog posts which people are uh, tweeting and sharing. But I guess that's it. Uh, see you hopefully on Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, Wednesday evening on European time, Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday night time in APAC, and then uh, Wednesday morning Wednesday on morning. Pacific time. So yeah. we'll be there and answering questions. But that's it for this one. Thanks, everybody. Cheers. Thank you, uh, Thank you. Joel, Bye. one more time as well. Bye-bye.
Bye.